good morning my friend welcome to the channel welcome to Broomfield Colorado we're not too far out of Boulder probably 30 minutes 45 minutes out of Boulder I don't know exactly uh, I'm here with Riley Riley's standing to the side of the camera here he's going to be holding this banner up and I'll be holding this banner up and we'll be out here on the in this intersection here we're at US 287 and midway just off just north of uh, the freeway of 36 Boulder Denver Turnpike and uh, Walgreens across the street a couple gas stations there's Starbucks here and uh, Brothers Barbecue all that kind of stuff and uh, uh, we've already been uh, challenged by Satan pretty much uh, both he and I both felt this uncomfortableness uneasiness and so uh, we recognize that is that uh, we don't war against flesh and blood but it's uh you know the devils right they don't want us doing being here and so uh, do we leave because the devils don't want us here no uh, we're not gonna listen to devils and obey them you know we don't do that not as a believer a sinner does that yeah we know that uh, and we used to do it before we got born again and if you're not born again and you're watching you're listening right now and you don't know Jesus Christ you don't know what I'm saying you don't know anything about devils and all that kind of silliness <laughs> uh, then it could be that your name's not written in the book of life maybe you don't have Jesus Christ as your Savior maybe you're not born again maybe you've fallen away and gone your own way instead of God's way and Jesus's way you've gone your way you know I don't know where you are I have a lot of people tune into this channel people from all over the place and all kinds of walks of life so I don't know exactly who I'm talking to but I know someone who's watching right now doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior now that's kind of sad because uh, maybe right now you think it's no big deal you think it's a big you know it's a big joke and that's fine you know it's a lot of people the Bible says uh, that the preaching of the gospel is foolishness a joke to those that are perishing so if you're thinking that it's a joke, uh, you probably are one of those people that the Bible is referring to. And when I say Bible, I'm talking about the Word of God. That's God speaking, not me, and not some man who wrote a book. It's God speaking. And that's why we must be born again, because if you're not born again, you won't see heaven. You're not going to come back and do it all over again. If you mess it up, you can do it again and do it again. There's no reincarnation. Sorry, that's a lie from Satan. Millions of people believe that. And lo and behold, when they die, they'll find out they're not coming back. And now it's too late. Because you want to receive Jesus before your last day. Because after the last day, there's no more days after that. And so you have to understand that. And if you know people who are not saved, you really kind of sit down and think for a moment. Do I, do I really not want to tell my family and my friends about Jesus? Am I that afraid of my family and friends and co-workers and friends? Or am I more afraid of God, of Him asking me, how come you didn't tell your friend about me? Yeah, you really have to come to grips with that as a believer. So if you're not a believer, call on Jesus. You know what I did? I said, Jesus, if you're real. But I didn't know Jesus was real or not. How, do, how am I supposed to know that? Nobody knows that. So I said, Jesus, if you're real, here I am. And a miracle took place. I mean, beyond my control, beyond my ability, beyond everything, and something inside of me completely changed. Completely. 
I was one way 30 seconds earlier, 30 seconds later, completely different person. And I've been that new person for going on 50 years. Never stop. It's just, uh, it's all by faith, it's not by works. You can't go to some church and say, oh, I need to be baptized and get dunked in the water. Okay, I'm saved now, I believe. And that doesn't work that way. Being dunked in the water, taking a shower, going to the bathtub, and uh, getting in the water is not going to save you. Sorry. That's what a lot of people say to me. I ask them, are you saved? Are you born again? Well, yeah, I've been baptized. A baptism is not going to save you. Your belief in the Lord Jesus Christ will. After that, and you're born again, then you go and get baptized in water for the remission of sin. So it's a symbol, but it's not the act of saving. You can't shed water for sin. Only one thing can cover sin, and that's the blood of God, the blood of Jesus Christ, the sinless blood that he shed on the cross. It's really important to understand that because uh, your life is in the balance. It's either life or death, heaven or hell, blessings or cursings, Jesus or Satan. We all have a choice. You have a choice, my friend. You have a choice. Because I know there's a lot of you guys watching right now that are not saved. You're confessing and hailing Satan. I hear it on the street. And I know a lot of you guys watch my channel. I love you, man. I care for you. That's why I'm talking this way. I haven't gotten my message because I know in my heart that there are people whose heart is not right with God. I mean, come on. If I could get on my knees and beg you, I would. But I, I get it out of the camera. <laughs> but you see me, and I'm looking right at my camera. I'm looking right in your eyes right now. Maybe you can't, let me take my glasses off. I'm looking right at your eyes. I believe in you, man. That's why I'm talking this way to you. Because I love you. And you can say, well, John, you don't love me. You don't know who I am. Look, God knows who you are. I love God. And God said, now go love people. And you're a people, and I'm loving you, man giving you my time right now. I should be preaching the message right now, but I'm begging you to be saved. Got it? Let's pray. Well, Lord Jesus, I know you're saving people right now. You're touching people's heart right now to cry out to you, to call out to you, to believe on you, Lord Jesus. And you're saving many people even now as I'm praying to you. And Lord, I also am praying for those believers who have not told some people that are in their life for whatever reason, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to give them power to go witness, power to be a witness for Jesus Christ and to give their testimony of how they came to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I hope you got it, man. All right, so uh, we're in our Sunday prayer letter titled, uh, They Caused Great Joy. They Caused Great Joy came out of Acts chapter 15, verse 3. We're in, this, we're in the theme this year of called Signs, Wonders, Miracles, Praise, Worship. Pretty cool theme, isn't it? Five words, five periods. Signs period, wonders period, miracles period, praise period, worship period. That's exactly what the Holy Ghost showed me, and I do exactly what the Holy Ghost shows me. I don't add to the word, I don't take away from the word. You gotta do exactly what God has told you to do. You don't go to man and say, oh, what should we do here? And man says, oh, do this. Oh, okay, I'll do that. You don't wanna do that. You wanna do what God tells you to do. 
And so God gave us seven parts for our Sunday prayer letter. This is part five Thursday. We're in Acts chapter 15, verse 27 through 35. 27 through 35. So let's go through that. Now, I also want to confess something. Is, uh, I have not had a chance to read this again. I read it on Saturday. I've listened to it several times. But uh, I only got a chance to read the first verse in class today. That was a wonderful class. If you're not partaking of our True Study class, um, you might be missing something that the Holy Spirit is doing. I'm not really teaching. It just seemed that way. Uh, we're just talking about the Word of God. We're talking about Jesus Christ. And uh, the Spirit is moving in our class. It's really amazing. It's touching my heart in a big way. Big, big way. Uh, more than I can even describe how it's touching my heart. So I encourage you. We're Monday through Friday, 7 to 8. Hang on a second. Hang on. Don't go anywhere. Uh, Holy Spirit quickened me to say, we're talking about the class, I need to tell you about this book here. So this book is the True Study book. True Study, first book. We have two, three, and four. First four books will go through the New Testament. Uh, sorry if the, the audio is going to be messed up because it's really windy out here. We can't even hold our banner up because uh, it's so windy. But uh, this book, you can find it on our website. You can look at the website in the channel here it'll say John C-H-O-Q-U-E it's a French name Shuck and uh, uh, you can go there and right below there a little bit is a link and it'll say uh, GAC True Study August 2023 edition and you can acquire it at the book patch or you can go to the book patch P-A-T-C-H dot com and you can do a search for uh, GAC True Study and it'll pop up okay that's the printer for the book uh, we're charging only the print cost uh, not the profit potential that could be, could have been added to it very easily, uh, but we're giving that profit potential away uh, to help cover the handling and the tax. Uh, that's how we're doing it. It's the only way we can do it. And uh, also the class goes with this. It's Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. And uh, 65 classes through this one single book. And we may continue it. I don't know that yet, but that's I'm, the Holy Spirit's dealing with my heart to see if I will commit for, for more months. But 65 classes, a lot of classes. Anyways, uh, I highly encourage you. I'm promoting this because I want people to get a hold of this. Uh, it's a good structured way of going through the Word of God. And really all it is, is it's not a teaching of the Bible. It's simply a structured environment taking you through the Bible three different ways three different times, three different ways through the Word of God. That's what this is. So it covers it really, really well, okay? That's the back of it. That's it there. Okay, let me lay this down. All right, <laughs> commercial's over. <laughs> no profit intended, okay? There's no uh, profit involved. I'm just offering this book uh, for you. And if for some, anyways, I won't go any further. So that's the book. All right, so let's get into Acts chapter 15, verse 27. Uh, we have sent, therefore, Judas and Silas, who shall also tell you the same things by mouth. So let me talk as I go along here instead of reading the whole thing. Uh, we'll tell you the same things by mouth, the same things. I really love that, same things. Because when I used to go to a lot of different Bible studies, and we would all uh, read out of the Bible um, and teach and preach out of the Bible, every single person said something different. 
because their book that they're reading out of said something different. That's all they know is what the book they're reading out of. But their Bible is different than another person's Bible, which is different than another person's Bible. And then oftentimes, the Bible studies I've been in the last, you know, before I started RO, uh, I would bring my King James, and oftentimes, this is what I heard. Oh, I hate that King James. I hate that. I mean, how many times have I heard that? They don't get mad at the open Bible. They don't get mad at their NIV. They get mad at the King James. I didn't say anything. I just read it. But that people get mad at it. Why is that? I don't know. I do know, but uh, let you figure it out, all right? So the same thing. We need to be speaking the same thing by mouth. What are we going to speak with our mouth? The Word of God. We want to fill our brain. Fill. Sorry, my Wendy, I'm not out. I'm outside. I'm not in some church building. That's why I wish some pastors would come out to the street and preach. They find out, oh, this is really hard. <laughs> this is not as easy as I thought it was. It's pretty hard. Because your pages are turning, you got wind, you got all this distraction, it's a really a mess. And try to preach on your feet, doing what I'm doing, it's not easy at all. But uh, we go on, we just do it anyways. <laughs> mess up as we go along. If you don't like this sermon, this message, this video, uh, there'll be another one tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be in Golden, Colorado. Golden, Colorado. So we'll be ministering downtown Golden at 12th and Washington, uh, right by the Buffalo Rose restaurant. And, uh, I'm excited about that. Should be a good day. All right. Same thing by mouth. All right. Jesus said, don't worry about what you're going to say with your mouth. The Holy Ghost will put the words in your mouth and you'll speak the word of God. All right. That's what it says, right? So if the Bible is so clear. It says, if you, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. What is his commandment? His word. You keep the word of God. You keep the word of God. You live in the word of God. You dwell in the word of God. You're in the word of God all the time. You refer, reference the Word of God. When you have a question, you dig into the Word of God. When you have a problem, you dig into the Word of God. When you want to answer somebody, you dig into the Word of God. The Word of God is your standard. It's your, it's your everything to you. You have to really get the Word of God as a part of your lifestyle, the way you're living, the way you're living. You know, you go to church today, last like Sunday, when you went to church, wherever you went to church, somewhere in the world, did you notice how many people had their Bibles? Yeah. That's right, not very many. Some churches that are still Bible preaching churches, everybody brings their Bible. But let me tell you, there is a great vast amount of churches nowadays that nobody brings their Bible. Why is that? Because everybody says something different. Why bring a Bible that nobody's gonna talk out of? Well, it doesn't make any sense. You can't even follow the preacher. You're like, where's he, where's he at, where's he at? Oh, I can't, I can't follow him. Now you miss everything because you're, you're divided. I don't know where he's at. I don't know where he's at. He told me right actually, and I don't know where he's at. How many times have I heard that? I can't count the number of times I've heard that. I've heard that. There's a piece of metal on the thing over there. I'll get that in just a little bit. So, same thing from your mouth, all right? Praise God. Let's go on. Verse 28. For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you to look at let's go back up here verse 28 for it seemed good to the Holy Ghost is what you're doing seem good to the Holy Ghost now you think about that for a minute you hear my words but in the Bible that many people read it's not in there what I just said is not in their book yeah so what does that tell you 
they're not saying the same thing I'm saying, or I'm not saying the same thing they're saying. You, you see that? That causes discord in the body of Christ. And that discord makes people uneasy, uncomfortable, and actually can cause a breach in the spirit that causes Christians to become hypocrites in the eyes of the sinner. And the eyes of the sinner, they tell themselves, you see that? That's why I'm not a Christian. That's why I wasn't a Christian all my life till I was 20 years old. I wasn't, no way would I be a Christian. Are you kidding me? I am not a hypocrite. I say what I say, I do what I say. I live my words in my mouth. Because I was raised all my life, do as I say, not as I do. I hated that. But my parents drove that in me. Do as I say, not as I do. I'm gonna say one thing, but I'm gonna do something else. I hated that. My life was filled with hypocrisy. And when we went to our Catholic church, I thought this is the most ungodly place that I've ever been. I never wanted to be a Christian because of hypocrisy. They one thing, do another. Divided heart, divided thoughts, divided words, division, division, division. What happens? Everything falls apart. And yet people wonder why, as a Christian, you're having problems. I don't know. Ask, ask God, why am I having so many problems? For if it seemed good to the Holy Ghost, it seemed good to the Holy Ghost. Do you want to please the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of truth? Do you want to please God? Or do you really just want to please man? Because if you want to please man, then you're not going to speak, speak in the, be speaking the same things that God is speaking. You're going to be speaking man's words. And oftentimes, man's words are not God's words. It's in the Bible that way. You have a choice. We all have a choice. And I apologize. Let me apologize, too, because I feel like I'm coming kind of hard on a lot of people. Um, understand that uh, a lot of people don't like me. I mean, I know that. I've been a trucker all my life. I'm not here to please anybody. Uh, I really don't care. I'm doing it because God told me to come out here. God told me to turn this camera on. God told me to preach a message on the camera. So I do this. I do it because God told me to. But I'm doing it because I love you. I didn't used to love people. But now I do because I got the Word of God in me like never before. And that Word said to love people. And I didn't know how to do that. And I started standing in the gap for people. And I started praying for people day after day after day. Individual. I would lift their name up to God. And that was an agreement with the Holy Ghost. That was an agreement with Jesus, because that's exactly what Jesus is doing for us right now, this very moment as you're listening. He's standing in the gap between the Father and us. He's our mediator. He's intercessor. He's an interceding for us. So I started doing what Jesus is doing. I started speaking the same words as Jesus. I started having the same heart as Jesus. My heart changed probably six years ago. Yeah, preaching all this time, and six years ago my heart really changed. That's why I'm doing this, because I love you. I really do, man. I mean, if you were here, I'd give you yeah, a problem. Run over and bro hug Riley right now. But he's, we're preaching. Anyways, I'll hug him after a while. <laughs> Anyways, uh, seem good to the Holy Ghost and to us. I'm going to highlight something else in the King James. In the King James, they put the most important stuff first. Then the next most important after that, right? So in this text, you can see who's most important, right there. It says, it seemed good to the Holy Ghost, okay? Most important, and to us. Second most important, 
We seek first the kingdom of God, right? That's, and then all these other things get added to it. It's just really important to understand that. When you put man first before God, you're really slapping God in the face. That's what you're doing. When you place man before God, you're putting a, you're putting a God, an idol, before God. And that's that Ten Commandments. No other God shall be before me. Some people lift their husband or their wife, their children, their business, their car, their motorcycle up as a God, as an idol before God. Just be, be alert to that, man. Look around your life. Uh, okay, so it's team good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no other great, no, no greater burden than these necessary things, necessary things. So these are the necessary things. And when you say necessary things, he's gonna tell us the necessary things. Duh. But people say, oh, it's gotta be more than this. And so they come up with other things to add to it. The Bible's so clear, you don't add to the Word of God, nor do you take away from the Word of God, uh, right? But man does that. I get that every week, not every day, but generally about once a week, somebody come up to me and tell me what they think I should add to the Word of God. Because some man taught them that you need to add this, otherwise you're not doing something right. I got that just yesterday. Thank you very much. Have a great day. God bless you. So these are the necessary things. Thank you so much. So that lady right there, I don't want to say it. Anyways, she's called me an idiot. So I'm an idiot to her. So what does that tell you? Do I get mad at her? I said, thank you. Or whatever I said. I waved to her. So uh, I'm an idiot to her. So if I'm an idiot, what does that tell you about her? That she's smarter than me and I'm dumber than her? Well, according to her, yes, that's a fact. She's smarter than me and more brilliant than me and knows more than me. She probably does, but not when it comes to God. Because <laughs> she called me an idiot. And then she jumped in her car real fast. <laughs> I bet you pastors never get that when you're in church. Nobody stands up and says, you idiot. <laughs> I don't know what that feels like. Anyways, praise God. God bless us. So now, in fact, let's do this. Let's, let's act a little bit. Let's do a little few things here that I do on the street right in front of the camera here. So what I do when things like that happen is right here I have Thursday, December 7th. You've seen this is my prayer book. I'm going to go put this in my prayer book. So I'm going to say, uh, lady in black car, black uh, car, uh, who uh, said something to me, said something. I don't know if it's something. I'm not gonna say the I'm not gonna say what she said because I want to bless her. I don't want to curse her. Said something. Uh, uh, buy Starbucks. So that'll trigger my mind. I'll remember who she is. So I'm not gonna write something nasty. Oh, the woman who mocked me, or the woman. Who, no, I, I write good stuff. I wrote in here, lady in black car who said something. Buy Starbucks. I don't know who that is. So I'll stand in the gap for her soul. Just to go in my prayer book, she made a mistake. The mistake was her saying something to me. So now she's gonna go in my prayer book and I'm gonna stand in the gap for her soul for the rest of my life. So I'm laying my life down for others, for my brother and sister. She's my brother, and, she's my sister. We're on the same planet. She doesn't know the same God I know, but that's okay. There's an example right there. 
Now you can take that example and say, well, that's John, that's not me. You do whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter to me at all. I'm just giving you what I, God told me to do. Be an example. So I'm being an example. Those who want to follow, follow. If those don't want to follow, don't follow. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm not forcing anybody to do anything I'm doing. Don't copy me. <laughs> all, right. all right, let's look at back in the Word here. I'm, I'm yelling too because it's really noisy out here and I can hardly hear myself talk. Alright, All right, let's go in here. Lay upon the nor great burden that these ne necessary things, okay, necessary things. Number 29, that ye abstain from meats offered to idols. Alright, there's number one. Abstain from meats offered to idols, okay? And from blood, okay, abstain from blood and from things strangled, okay, there's number three. And from fornication, from which if we keep ourselves, we should do well. Fare you well. So when they were, so only three things, only four things, only four things that are necessary. How about that? That really should kind of pique your interest because there's a lot of things that Jewish people say that are necessary to really walk a godly life. There's a lot of things we can do that are enjoyable, but they're not necessary. They're not a requirement, right? idiot. <laughs> Startled me. <laughs> idiot. That's crazy, isn't it? We live in a crazy world. All right, Jane. So we did all that and other things. Uh, you, should, you should do well. You should do well. If you keep this, fare you well. All right. Verse 30. So when they were dismissed, they came to Antioch, and when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the epistle. A letter, epistles and a letter, which when they had read, they rejoiced for the consolation. So the words that they were speaking provided comfort to their soul. Because they, they wanted to do what God was wanting them to do, but they weren't sure. So they had some people in a big highfalutin level of society said, you gotta be circumcised. You gotta do this, 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 and this. Otherwise God won't accept you. You gotta get it back on the laws of Moses. You gotta do all these things. And so they were struggling because they thought, man, how am I gonna, I, I, I don't know what to do. Because they're Gentiles. These are Gentile people. They're not raised in the laws of Moses. They're not raised in the Hebrew traditions. They're not raised in Hebrew people. They're outside of the family of God. They're strange. God calls them strangers. Sometimes God calls them dogs. <laughs> how about that? I mean, you know, that's pretty serious. So, understand that these guys were struggling because they don't know anything. You know, they don't have any habits. Oh, I was raised in a Christian family. I was raised in a Hebrew family. And then they put this fakeness all over them and they walk like real pious and they know it all. Well, the Gentiles don't have that. They were, I was raised in an alcoholic family, a wife beater. My dad beat my mom, crazy. Put her in the hospital several times. Alcoholic, shot up the house, drove his car to the house. I mean, I lived a horrible, horrible, witchcraft-filled, rebellious life. That's why I was 16 years old, I had it with my family, and dad kicked me out of the house. I was, thank God, I'm out of the house finally. Only took me 11 years to get out of that house. How about that? See? So I didn't know anything. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I was raised in a wicked home. That's all I knew is wickedness. Anyways, so this is the Gentiles, kind of gets you an idea. Verse 30, all right, no, verse 30, uh, let's go to 30 again. So when they were dismissed, they came to Antioch, 
and when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the epistle, which when they had read, they rejoiced for the consolation. Verse 32, and Judas and Silas, being prophets also themselves, exhorted the brethren with many words and confirmed them. <laughs> prophets sometimes have many words. That's why I probably talk too much. <laughs> But, uh, you know, when you, uh, when us of a, some of us are still operating, that we operate in that office of a prophet, and uh, we're held to a high standard, high standard, because uh, uh, we're speaking the words of God. And uh, when you speak the words of God, uh, you can't, uh, you can't uh, mess up. And uh, a lot of people say, well, prophets mess up all the time. No, no, you don't. Not a, not a prophet of God. They don't mess up. Uh, they know the, the seriousness of their ministry. And so they take it very serious because they know their calling. And uh, so, so Judas and uh, Silas knew the importance of their calling. And that's why they stood up and exhorted the brethren with many words and confirmed them. All right, really important. Verse 33, and after they had tarried their space, they were let go in peace from the brethren unto the apostles. So they went back home. Verse 34, notwithstanding, it pleased Silas to abide there still. So why did Silas stay there still? Because the Spirit of God that was in Silas said, I want you to stay a little longer. While everybody, all of his buddies were going back to Jerusalem that he traveled with, they're all going back home, but the Lord said, no, I want you to stay here. So Silas had a choice. Do I want to go back with all my friends or do I want to stay here in this strange city? So Silas said, I'm going to obey God. God says, go to Broomfield, lift up the word of God, and be mocked, be ridiculed, be heckled. I said, all right, all right, let's do it. I'm tired. I'll tell you what, I am, I am not, I'm tired. But I'm okay, I'm excited. And Jesus, okay, it says here in verse 33, and after they had departed, stared forth, let them go in peace from the brethren to the apostles. Verse 34, notwithstanding, it pleased Silas to abide there still, there's five. Paul also and Barnabas continued in Antioch. So you have three major players, major top dogs, prophets, <laughs> uh, staying in, in Antioch. And we know that Antioch has become a very key city in the scriptures. And also uh, we can trace the King James all the way back to Antioch. Yeah, because the Antioch, uh, we have known that became more like a headquarters for Paul's missionary travels. It's like everybody came to Antioch. It was a very important city. In fact, it's so important that God recorded it and said, Antioch is where we're all first called Christians, <laughs> followers of Christ. Isn't that great? Really kind of highlighted that city. Pretty amazing. But corrupt Bibles don't point you back to that city. They point you back to a corrupt city an evil city, a city filled with, uh, with uh, uh, mankind that think they're gods, by humanism, by uh, philosophy, by man's tradition, a city called Alexandria, Alexandria, Egypt. Alexandria, Egypt had some of the greatest thinkers in the world, not Bible thinkers, but worldly thinkers. And it's right across the Mediterranean Sea from Athens. 
So the guys in Athens would sail to, Antio uh, to Alexandria, and a lot of things going on in Alexandria. But that's where the corrupt Bibles point to. They don't point to Antioch. This one does. Paul and Barnabas continued in Antioch teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. Teaching and preaching. Why were they teaching and preaching? Because they were following the example of Jesus Christ. Jesus went about teaching and preaching and healing. And that's what these guys did. They were doing exactly what Jesus did. So I'm teaching, I'm preaching, and I'm healing. Just exactly what Jesus said. So if you're not teaching, and you're not preaching, and you're not healing, you're really truly not doing the work of Jesus Christ. You're doing what man taught you to do. I mean, it's kind of hard to say that, I know that. But a lot of people think they're doing something for God. And God said, well, have fun. All right. Let's say that one more time, verse 35. Paul and Barnabas continued in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also, many other people. So let's pray. So Lord, I thank you that we can go about teaching and preaching and healing all those who are oppressed of the devil because that's where the sickness comes from, from the devil. It doesn't come from God. It comes from the devil that told them to eat all that trash so they pollute their liver, pollute their stomach, pollute their colon, pollute their body. It's the devil that told them to do it. They didn't. It came from the devil. The devil's here to steal. The devil's here to kill. The devil's here to destroy. But you come, Lord, to give us life and life more abundantly. Wow. So, Lord, we thank you for the life and the more that we get to get. We want more, Lord, more, Lord, more. We're always asking for more. So to get more, you have to increase us, to increase our faith. We need to have more of the word of the Lord in us so we can have more faith, so we can receive more, and then we can grow more. So as our faith grows, our prayers grow, and our understanding grows, our knowledge grows, and our wisdom grows. And we deliver that to people as a seed. And it comes back to us multiplied 30, 60, 100 times, 100-fold. We give all the glory to you, not to us. We take no praise, no glory. Father, you get all the glory, all the glory. For yours is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever and ever. And anybody here who's listening, who needs healing in their body, receive your healing now in the name of Jesus. You say, Lord, I thank you for healing me. By faith, I receive my healing. Receive by faith. You need a devil cast out of you, so I just cast that devil out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray the blood of Jesus where that devil was. And Lord, I pray that you send other believers who are powerful or strong that will surround them and give them the Word of God so they can be filled with the Word of God and with the love of God. So there's no place for that devil to come back. No place. No place. Never to return. You're set free in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. That's it. God bless you, man. I love you very much. Take care. Bye-bye.